This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. The NFL draft is about a month away, a little less than a month away. April 28th is the right. first night of the draft, first round. Well, I think got... we are at the month because it's like the Thursday. I guess. I don't know how days and time work like that. I think we're like exactly four weeks because it's that. Thanks for interrupting me for that important piece of information. Well, it's very, absolute, it's absolutely very important. Absolutely needed. It's very absolutely important. needed to do that. Because now we are officially so at the glad month that you did that. We are four And you're four continuing weeks. to do it. Well, it's just exciting. First round on that Thursday, second, third round on that Saturday, and then you get the boring rounds four through seven. I'm just kidding. Those rounds you can find some diamonds in the rough in on that Sunday, on that Saturday afternoon round. Excuse me. So Steelers have done it. We're gonna do our little mock draft here. This is mock draft 2.0 on Steelers Standard. Right. We've only second done one. one mock draft so far, but you we're gonna have to in- start ramping that up now as we get closer and closer as the month is actually turning to April soon. Do you remember who we were able to take in the first round? Do yeah. you remember? I do. I don't. We took Kenny Pickett in the first round. Oh, we did. But that was way before Mitch got signed. (laughs) How things have changed. And that was literally right on the heels of Colbert and the Steelers kind of saying, if Pickett's there, I don't know if Colbert said it himself, but there was a report that if if Pickett was at 20, the Steelers would take him. So that's what we ended up doing. But Oh, man. I can guarantee you that's not going to be the case. How the turntables. So we're going to fire up a mock draft here. We're going to start with round one. Here's just a little highlights of what got taken off the board before we pick at number 20. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge rusher out of Michigan, he went number, or excuse me, out of Oregon, he went number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Aiden Hutchinson, the man out of Michigan, went number three overall to the Houston Texans. He went to? Malik Willis went number two wow. to the Detroit Lions, wow. which I don't think is a terrible idea, honestly. No, on, I, I mean, I've seen it in a couple mock drafts, to be honest, so I don't think it's that outlandish for that to happen. Then the third uh, edge rusher from Georgia, Trayvon Walker, went to the Jets. The edge rushers are going to dominate the first couple picks sure. of the draft. They're the, they're the best position group at the top in this draft. Uh, then you had your run on your tackles with Evan Neal and Ikem Aquanu uh, going to the Giants and the Panthers. First wide receiver off the board was Garrett Wilson. He went to the Giants. Uh, player that I think is going to be maybe the biggest playmaker in this draft, Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. He went to Seattle, which would be a pretty nice pairing of him and sure. Jamal Adams there. Uh, Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner, the best corner in the class. He went to the New York Jets. <sighs> this one hurts. Number 12 overall, Jordan Davis. Off, oh. off the board, Minnesota Vikings getting some help with our defensive front. Trevor Penning, the guy who was impressing everybody at Pro Days, at Senior Bowl, throwing people around. Offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. He went to the Texans. Uh, Cornerback Derek Stingley Jr., a guy that I would really like to follow the Steelers, honestly. He went to the Ravens. Yep, at number 14 overall. Skip ahead because there's just some linebackers being taken, not that important. Number 18 overall to the Saints, Kenny Pickett went off the board. Okay, I don't hate that for them. Number 19 overall to the Seahawks. To the Eagles. There was a trade, my friend. Oh, and this, and this, and this. Okay, because last time we we had set a parameter, we're not no going to trade. But there's teams that oh, can okay, trade around okay, us. Okay. They think Seattle's going to trade up to take Matt Corral out of Old Miss. Oh, but you know what? This is indicative of. And I was kind of talking to Labs about this yesterday on Asked and Answered. Shameless plug. Go listen to Asked and Answered. Great show. We talked about how Tomlin said, you know, well, they're going to have four quarterbacks. We know that, and they only have three right now. And in Tomlin's interview with Missy, he said the draft is primarily where they're looking at. And I brought that up to Labs, and I was like, you have to assume that whether it be early or maybe more likely in the middle rounds, they're going to end up taking another quarterback. And Labs was like, well, yeah, or Tomlin could have been lying. 
Like he could have been, was anybody having him hooked up to a polygraph test there? And this kind of was the scenario that totally played out. Maybe Seattle decides that they got to trade up in front of Pittsburgh because two quarterbacks, Pickett and Willis, had been taken off the board now. And with all this talk about how we're still looking at quarterback, we went to all these quarterback pro days, they get a little nervous at the Steelers picking at number 20 because, I mean, you got the Patriots at 21, the Packers at 22, Eagles at 23 is who they traded back with. That's where Seattle would pick. So, like, you know that the Patriots and the Packers aren't going to take a quarterback in front of you when you would pick at 23, but the Steelers at 20 and you really want Matt Corral? I don't know. You might have to jump up in front of them. So maybe that that is what would come to fruition, right? Like, maybe all of these misdirections could get a team to jump in front of you for no apparent reason whatsoever. So who did the Seahawks take at their first first round Kyle pick? Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. Right, you did say that. Okay, so you go Hamilton and Corral. Corral... You think that's a good fit for Seattle? Corral's interesting. He's fallen down some draft boards because of the injury, not playing in any of the, you know, after getting hurt in the Sugar Bowl, any of the post... Right. Postseason, you know, and Pickett was already off. The, Pickett and Willis were already off the board. No, Pickett was not. Well, Pickett, yeah, yeah Pickett was. Pickett just went to the seats. That's so maybe that makes so, him sweat a little bit, right? Like, oh, there goes Pickett. Like, so it's kind of better, I think, for the Steelers. Oh no, that's the thing though. Like now they get a team to trade up, worried about them taking a quarterback. Well, they're not even thinking about taking a quarterback. Right. But at least no one's going to take someone that you might want now. Right. So now the guys on, available that I like here. Well, offensive. Line, you've got center Tyler Linderbaum, who is a stud. Tom, I can't believe that we're even having a discussion if he's still available. I know, but like... So who's who else is there that you like? Chris Olave, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. That dude could be a complete... I know he line. can, but... And then uh, the only other guy would be Andrew Booth Jr., the corner out of Clemson. Although Daxton Hill, the safety out of Michigan, you know, he still don't have a safety right now. You don't. It's not a terrible idea. You said Kyle Hamilton got drafted. He, oh yeah, way in the top yeah. ten. But I, you, I you would, expected that. I would stay Do away we, from Booth Jr. and Daxton Hill, so I'd narrow it down to either Linderbaum or Olave. So for me, the only cornerback, I think in the first round, Secondary guys, it's Kyle Hamilton, Amon Gardner, and Derek Stingley that are worth pursuing in the first Especially round. Especially the first two you said, Hamilton and Sauce and, Gardner. Right, 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 right. But they're never going to be around for a pick. No, they time. wouldn't. But I also would never ex- ex- expect that Tyler, Tyler Linderbaum, Linderbaum would to be, be around. There. So if they're there, and and we already we already said our our big guy, uh, our D tackle that we love, Jordan Davis, is also off. He's the off board. the board. Yeah, he went at twelve. Trayvon Walker gone, right? Yep. I'd go. I'd go Linderbaum. You, I wouldn't be. Yeah, I don't think it's even worth a discussion. You know what, man? Like, I know it's tempting to pick the wide receiver, and you need to pick a wide receiver, and we will pick a wide receiver soon. But like, this is more as much as this is a draft to get some players that are ready for twenty twenty two. You got to look into the future in this draft, and if you can get a Linderbaum to be your center, and then all of a sudden that depth in that line becomes even mm-hmm. greater. I mean. With Linderbaum, you're looking at a potential Creed Humphrey scenario. That's what I'm saying. Where he rolls in and he's just top of the game already. And like, with and with you have to in, in, incorporate into your logic here. The Steelers know how to draft receivers, and there will be receivers to grab later on. There won't be a Tyler Lindenbaum to grab later on. I pick Tyler Lindenbaum. As do I. Some notes as we work our way through the rest of the uh, first round. 
Sam Howell went number 27 overall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, that's little weird. Brady, maybe a little Brady. Um, is that succession plan being they, put into does, practice there? You're using Pro Football Network, right? Yes, I am. Does Pro Football Network know that Tom Brady's <laughs> unretired? Well, I think they do. I think that they're doing this as far as like okay. a, a backup plan as a succession plan. We had wide receivers go to Traylon Burks went to the Packers. I mean, the Packers need to take wide receivers. The Packers also took cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. So I think this is a pretty good draft as far as Pro Football mm-hmm. Network has its concerned. Um, then you had Drake London, the wide receiver out of USC, go to the Chiefs. Olave lasted all the way to the very end of the first round until the Detroit Lions ended up picking him, and then the first pick in the second round was also a wide receiver, George Pickens out of Georgia. I like that. So You're going to see wide receivers go like so crazy. Detroit, 37 overall, Jahan so Dotson. So in Detroit, they have receiver. Malik Willis throwing to Olave. Yep. Not bad. Not a bad start. I don't think that they'll do anything this year, but it's not a bad but start. But it's kind of like pairing, I mean, a little different because these guys were teammates, but like you built, you get Joe Burrow and you bring in a really good receiver like Jamar Chase, you bring in Malik Willis, you bring in a really good target for him immediately. You're not just giving him the pieces that are already there that aren't great. Next quarterback that went off the board, Desmond Ritter. Two. The Washington football team, excuse me, the Washington Commanders. Number 47 overall. So now you're not going to get me to stop calling him the, the Washington football team. I like it, man. I'm I not thought... going to call him the old name. I'm just going to call him the Washington football team. I thought team. that was a really good so uh, I. good name. And now we've stumbled I don't like upon... that pick, by the way, for the commanders. Why? Because of Wentz? Yeah, I think you got Wentz. They're I think pretty why... open about getting somebody else, I feel like. I get that, but you can... You're not... If you're Washington, I don't see you making like a legitimate playoff push with Wentz. Why not just pull... A hey, listen, we know who we are right now. We know the quarterbacks will be there next year. Why are we drafting the guy this year? That's my issue with it. I think they can get a much better uh, guy next year. And I think they're going to be in the same draft position they were this year. They're going to be, what, top 10-ish, top 11? Jacob, we have a problem here with the Steelers. Okay. I don't know who to take. We're picking 52 overall. The number 52 overall prospect is Alec Pierce, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. That sounds perfect, right? I mean, however, what's, what's the issue? Because the number 53 overall prospect is Travis Jones, and he's a defensive tackle out of Connecticut. Are we going D tackle or are we going wide receiver here? Because I think that's the pick, right? Like, we picked the offensive lineman in the first round. So let's go defensive line or that wide receiver spot in the second round. Do you agree with that? Like, these are the two guys that you should circle here since they're Because we, we locked up the offense. We don't even have you to wanna look. you want to go 54 overall prospect quarterback Carson Strong? You don't have to look at <laughs> offensive line probably for the rest of the draft. Yeah, I think we're good on that, right? I think you got the guy. The wise Dale Lawley instilled in me very early on in this is that it's, it's good business to draft at least one lineman in every NFL draft. We got that guy at the very top. So you got we're good, you got though. like the equivalent of three offensive linemen with <laughs> Lindenbaum. It's high praise. That's high praise. I think it's pretty good. I mean, I think he's kind of like the Penny Sewell of the twenty twenty one draft or the twenty twenty yeah the twenty twenty one draft. I am going to go with yeah, let's hear Travis Jones here again. I'm going to get the temptation of that wide receiver, just like Olave in the first round here, but I'm going to go with Travis Jones. I think. You see these wide receiver picks, and you're like, that's sexy. I want to pick that. But I think there's bigger needs, even though the depth at the wide receiver room sure. isn't great. You still have Deontay and Chase, where bring in this kid from Connecticut. Right. Hopefully he's your fourth defensive tackle, number four uh-huh. on the depth chart, which is perfect. Maybe he has to be the guy that steps in because an Alu-Alu, or Alu-Alu is going to be back. Because of two, it's not there. 
but take this guy in, have him learn under some of the greats for a year, have him play every once in a while, have him step in every once in a while, and hopefully you get somebody out of this Travis Jones kid. So I would take the defensive tackle. So, you can veto me if you want to. I'm not going to veto you. I'm just going to give you some background information. Last Mock 1.0, do you remember who we took in the second round? I do not know. I believe it was a cornerback. It was another D tackle, Devontae Wyatt. From out of Georgia. Georgia, who is not there right now. Right, but he's a much, he's in, he fell to the Steelers at 52 when we did our first mock draft. And I feel like he's and done that's a lot why to was, improve his stand. But that was a then. lot easier to, for me at least, to make that pick Devontae Wyatt. Because of the Georgia? Wyatt. Is it because Georgia, of the Georgia versus Devontae UConn? Wyatt. Like, we ain't playing basketball here. We right. don't really care about Connecticut at this point. So you could convince me to go wide receiver here. I get it. And it doesn't have to be just... Who is it? Traylon Burks, who's there? No, the uh, best wide oh, receiver sorry, Alec left Pierce? right now is Alec Pierce, yeah, from Cincinnati. You know what? John Mechie the third, though, out of Alabama, sitting at 63. Alabama guy. And he got hurt, so like this isn't like, I don't know. I still would take the defensive tackle, but if you want to, I'll do, go. No, you, I think cool it's smart. That? I think it's smart to add depth there because we we can we can find a wide receiver maybe in the third round. Yeah, and it's important fourth. to remember too, it's not necessarily about win now. So like, sure, wide receiver picks kind of help with the win now more, and it will be someone that will probably have more impact immediately. But I think it's smart to pick this defensive tackle. So we're going to take Travis Jones. Sure. Defensive tackle takes off the board. Boop, 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 boop. All these other teams are drafting right now. I'm going to reject these trade offers because I don't care about trades. Just perusing through what happened since we picked more quarterbacks that went off the board. Caleb Ellaby, quarterback out of Western Michigan, went to the Houston Texans in the third round. Uh, John Mechie, the third. That wide receiver went number 72 overall. So just 11 picks in front of the Steelers. So. Uh, kind of hoping he would fall, but he ended up not falling. Alec Pierce, that guy we were debating about as well, didn't last long into the third round. He went 67th overall to the Chicago Bears, so that's pretty much up to date what we have now. Isaiah Spiller, the running back out of Texas A&M, went the peak bef- pick before us, peak. but the Steelers are picking at number 84 right now, and the number one overall prospect available, available is quarterback Carson Strong out of Nevada. I'm going to say, can we look at other options? And I think that other option is David Bell, the wide receiver out of Purdue. David Bell was a stud for Purdue last year. One of the better, most underrated wide receivers in the country. Seriously, if you can, look up David Bell's numbers last year for Purdue. That guy was putting up some freakish kind of things for that team. Here's um, a question. Is, is maybe... He's not that fast, but he's got impressive long speed, and he can help take the top off of a defense. Uh, his burst was demonstrated in Purdue. His release at the line was amazing. He wanted the line of scrimmage so much more than he lost. Uh, he exhibits good change of directions, and his route running is what makes him the best as far as making defenders miss. Okay. Before we get to that, do we have a possible Leon O'Neal Jr. Available? Yes, he is there. The safety out of Texas A&M. What are you slapping your thigh like that little, for? I'm I don't like that. Neon, I don't like you slapping your thigh like Leon that. Neon Leon happy here. Okay. I could be. You can convince me to do it. How about looking at the quarterbacks? Someone like Martin Emerson available? Kyler Gordon? Kobe Bryant? You mean the corner? Not, not, you you not said the corner backs? Corner. Martin Emerson is available. Kobe Bryant is available. Not that Kobe Bryant. We ain't playing Kobe basketball, Bryant. though, Jacob. No. I don't know if I want to take Kobe Completely Bryant. different spelling. 
What do you think? You you, you want to lean towards that? Well, corner? I'm going to ask. Would you rather go with a wide receiver, which we know is more deep, at, even at this in the draft? I'm the pretty high on David Bell, so that's why. Like I saw okay. him, and I was like, wow. I didn't think that he would honestly be that far down there. So, and and maybe he's not going to translate to the NFL because I mean that just doesn't you know ever become a guarantee like that, but. What do you remember of Purdue football this year? Giant killer, remember? Like they'd beat Ohio State. They beat they beat good teams. They beat yeah. Iowa. They beat teams that were like number two in the country twice. So he's played in some big games. Uh he had a thousand two hundred and eighty six yards last year. He had ninety three catches and he had six touchdowns. And I remember he was pushing uh Pitts Jordan Addison in the Bolitnikov race for a little bit. So I like David Bell, but you know what? I think you got to pick Leon O'Neal Jr. I'm here. telling you, I think that— Just because we don't know who's going to play that safety spot. So can I, give me another guy in here at least. Good, I'm that glad— has I... some pedigree with him. You know, like look at a that. third-round pick is someone that you can talk me into at least playing a decent amount on the field, right? I know Trey Norwood was a seventh-round pick and paid a lot sure. last year, but realistically, a, a third-round third pick's round got the talent who to play right gone, away. Who could have gone a lot earlier in this draft and just kind of neandered his way all the way to, what, was it 81st? Where yeah. At? So, dude, it's funny how this stuff works out, right? Like we—that's that's the beauty of the draft. Keep seeing wide receivers, yeah. and we keep like thinking, "Is this the time?" And we just keep pushing it off. I think now, I think it's good to to say you get your your best overall prospect that you could have on the team, which is I think Linderbaum, who could help not only like the best prospect, but that could help you specifically the Steelers the most. I know we're so high on Jordan Davis, but specifically Linderbaum helping out that patching up that O line is really the is really a match made in heaven. It's not going to happen, right? No, it's not going to happen. It's not gonna I, I don't happen. think he's going to last that long. It's like when we did a mock draft last year and Micah Parsons fell to the Steelers at like 24. Yeah, that was great. Imagine if that had happened. Him and TJ Watt. Sheesh. Good Lord. But anyways. I think Leon O'Neal Jr. is the smart pick here. Right, but I'm just, I'm just saying you lock up your key pieces. You lock up your offensive line, your defensive line, and your secondary. And then you can kind of play the wide receiver game. I think that's uh, well said, and I completely agree with you. Moving on to our fourth-round pick here. That quarterback did finally go off the board, though. One pick after Shroud? us. Shroud? Carson Strong. Oh, sorry. Shroud's Sh- going to win the Heisman. I'm thinking play Shroud and Strong. Yeah. Carson Strong was the number 54 overall prospect. We're in the 80s when we picked uh, O'Neal, so he had fallen pretty far. But the Carolina Panthers decided to end his fall as he was snatched up and taken by Carolina so the next quarterback that you have isn't going to be until the 186th ranked prospect, Brock Purdy out of Iowa State. So with Carson Strong going off the board, it's pretty comfortable to say that all the quarterbacks that are at least of some name recognition are gone. in this draft are now off the board. Which kind of makes, makes our lives a lot easier moving forward. How funny is that, though, that like, oh, this year's not great for quarterbacks, quarterbacks, but and yet all they of them all are still, still gone before right, the first right. three rounds. That's how right. the NFL operates. I know. it's the That's the biggest position of need, and everybody is desperate to find that next franchise guy. We are picking at number 138 here. The best prospect available is Khalil Shakir. He's the number 114th overall prospect. He is a wide receiver out of Boise State. I mean, it just seems like everywhere you fall in this draft, you run into a wide receiver, or a wide receiver hits you over the head. It's just incredible. So, Khalil Shakir, wide receiver out of Boise State, I wouldn't be opposed to taking him. Here's an interesting one, though. 
Kieran Williams, a running back out of Notre Dame. I know I said I wouldn't take sure. a running back, but I feel like we've kind of gotten everything we need in these first three. Like, I feel like the first and three rounds. And have... we're just going to still put off the receiver uh, you're for right. as long See, as we can. That's The running back here would be such a total luxury pick for me and something that I would like to take because mm-hmm. I just want somebody other than Benny Snell to be the number two. But who's to say that Karen Williams isn't just going to be Benny? Exactly. Snell? So I would take Khalil Shakir here, the best I'm okay with prospect. that, too. Take your wide receiver. Yep. You finally get him. Get the guy out of Boise State. The only other one that would make you think is Zion McCollum, cornerback out of Sam Houston State. But I think right now you your cornerback safety, room though. and your cornerback room is, it's is healthier. It's already. It's when I say ready. healthy, I meant it's more prepared to start the season than your season. Zion McCollum isn't going to come in and push Steal any the job of those guys. Right from Khalil Shakir could be the number three wide receiver. I I think he is. <laughs> I no mean, no it, offense to Gunner, but I just I think, think you have I think better. you have Claypool and Deontay, and then you're looking for your third guy, right? Yes, I agree with that. We skip past the fifth round here in this mock draft to the sixth round, two oh eight for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Brock Purdy is the best available prospect, the quarterback out of Iowa State. Is this where you get your fourth quarterback? Is this where you get somebody? No. No, I think so. I think this is the guy. This is the Tom Brady of the 2021 or 2022 draft. Falling all the way down, never really taken seriously. Here I think we have two options, my friend. The number 201 overall prospect, Chase Lucas, a cornerback out of Arizona State. You add some depth to that room. Sure. Now that we have the wide receiver, I think we're comfortable now doing that. Or you take a linebacker out of Penn State, Ellis Brooks, inside backer. So... Your inside linebacker room looks like Bush, Bush, uh, Jack, Jack Spillane, Spillane, and then maybe this Ellis Brooks guy is number four, or Buddy Johnson. As I was going to say, yeah. how confident are you in Buddy Johnson? You know what? As a younger prospect, is this guy just going to butt butt heads with Buddy Johnson, and it's not going to be like one is significantly better than the other? You know what? That's probably why I'd take Chase Lucas here, the corner. Yep, because I think you have pretty good depth in that inside linebacker. I agree. What is this linebacker? out of Penn State going to do that Buddy Johnson out of Oklahoma isn't going to And first to do. of all, Buddy Johnson was able to play last year. Yeah, he just got hurt towards the end of the year. So he it's not like you have essentially two rookies coming in to camp this year, one just being an actual rookie by definition, Buddy Johnson essentially being a redshirt because he just didn't play at all. Buddy Johnson has starting experience. Playing ex- I mean maybe not starting, but starting or sorry, has playing experience and it's a good death peep to Death piece. Death to have. piece. It's a death piece to have. It's a death piece for the other teams. They better yeah. be. They better be pooping themselves. Oh, looking, good word, Buddy Johnson. Good word there. Nice pooping. All right, I'm gonna take Chase Lucas. Cool. I'm gonna take the corner. I like this draft a lot. I think we're getting a lot of smart. Well, picks I think it's here. it's now that we've considering our mock draft 1.0 was. Let me rewind to see. That was back in February, the first week of February. Yeah, things are a lot more clear now. Sure. I can see clearly now. <laughs> All right. Pick number 225, starting the seventh round, the fourth pick in the seventh round. This is the penultimate pick, so we got one more after this. This is where I think you could start feeling a little luxury. And you know what? That linebacker is still on the board, Ellis Brooks, out of Penn State. Do you just take him now since he's still there? Just keep adding to that linebacker room. Uh Defensive tackle Neil Neil Farrell Jr. out of LSU is there. This is uh, where the, we're at the point. You know Jeff. what I'm going to take? You know what I think we should take here? It's a little bit of a reach. No, no, actually not really. I'm sorry. I read the the number wrong. 215 overall prospect, Ali Fayad, 
edge rusher out of Western Michigan. I'd take an edge. Yeah. Just bring another edge into the room. Yeah. I mean, make it more than just Highsmith and TJ. Exactly. I, just sure, bring another so guy in, and you know what? Here we it's are. the seventh round. Right? That's what like, I'm saying. We're at this point where, Tom, if you want to throw a name out there, I'll agree with the name. I don't care who it is. And then finally, our final pick of the draft, pick number 241. I think this just is a match made in heaven for me. <laughs> he will not see the field. He probably will get caught before he gets out of camp, but at least give it another ch- chance, give him another name in the room. Devontae Price running back out of Florida International. Sure. Just give me the running back. Out sure, of why not? Try it. And you know what? He makes the team. That's a bonus. If not, it's your seventh. It's your last pick of the draft. More often than not, your last pick of the draft yeah. ends up not making the team. Little recap here for you. Number 20 overall pick in the first round. We took Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa. I think that's an incredible pick. A steal. Don't think that's going to happen in reality. Travis Jones, the defensive tackle out of Connecticut, is who our pick was in the second round. In the third round, we took Leon O'Neill Jr., a safety out of Texas A&M. Pick 138, we took Khalil Shakir, wide receiver out of Boise State. At pick 208, we picked Chase Lucas, a corner out of Arizona State. And then for our two seventh-round picks, we Ali Fayad, edge rusher out of Western Michigan, and Devontae Price out of Florida International. So we added at the offensive line, we added the defensive tackle, we added two people to our secondary, safety and a corner, we added a wide receiver, and we got some insurance, you know, maybe we hit on this guy, we don't really need him in the running back room and in the edge rushing room. So I think that's a really solid I think it's a big there. step up from our first Iteration of a mock draft. I think that Tyler Linderbaum falling, though, yes. is something that... It's a little bit of a pipe dream. It is a little bit it's of a, a little pipe bit, dream. It's pretty much a pipe dream. It is pretty much a pipe dream. I don't know what kind of circumstances would have to happen on draft day for that to happen. What coding within the Pro Football Focus or Pro Football Network website allowed that to happen? I don't know. I, I think uh, Evan Neal and Iquanu from NC State and Alabama, respectively... They'll go first, the tackles, and then I think Linderbaum's going to be the third lineman taken off the board. So I wouldn't be too optimistic that this is how well, it plays have, out. But if this is how it plays out, I think that's an A-plus draft. So we we're have, pretty good at this. We know we have one month exactly until this draft starts, so we have more mocks to do. More mocks to do. But that's going to do it for Mock Draft 2.0 here on the Steelers Standard. As always, we appreciate you guys giving us a listen. For Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Offerman, and we'll talk to you next time.